Previously on the Simply Human podcast. Uh, I mean, getting through the bush here it's just is not crazy. easy. Yeah. It is really yeah. hard. It's not like thinking, oh, you got a great forest and you just right. walk through the forest. and Ooh, all these good. big trails. It's not, that, yeah. Yeah, it's not that way. Right. It's episode 240 of the Simply Human podcast with heroes, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Kirsten Beverly Waters, a yoga medicine teacher, fitness coach, public speaker, and author. She's a pioneer in innovative movement methods. She brings a modern approach to yoga's ancient wisdom by teaching movement through the lens of mental wellness, whole body health, and spiritual grounding. She how was terrific. She was a great guest. Yeah, we've, we had a really fun time. We're still a little, little off because of the hockey thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're still like, we're recording an interview and then having to do the intro for the. We're going to eventually get caught up. Yeah. Uh, but it's working now. Um, we're booking into like February at this point. Um, how are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What is your. Uh, hang, on. <laughs> hang on, everybody. It's my world's greatest dad trophy mug. My, uh, my parents got me this and my kids got me this. <laughs> um, what is your worst encounter with, like, West Texas cactus? Do you have it? Um, when I was a... I don't know how old I was. I was... Six or nine, teens. probably. I don't, I don't get it. What do you want to explain? Those are eight. Those are childhood ages. Oh, okay. I was young. I was probably like 11 or 12. I was at uh, Cub Scout camp or Boy Scout camp. I don't know. Whatever. And at that point, I thought that the cactus needle was just like like one needle hmm. and not like the 20 or 30 like almost invisible hair width needles all around it that are way worse than the big needle. And so I don't know if I like touched it on purpose or I was just didn't have a proper respect for the plant, but I some I somehow touched it and I was like, oh yeah, you see in the cartoons like you touch a cactus, that's it. <laughs> but like it was getting like the trillion little like hair like, oh that was the worst from the one. And I don't think I that think that touched. might have been my only encounter with a cactus and that was just I be- have a proper respect for it now well and that's not like you went up and there were five things and you did five that was just the one right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like i fell into a cactus right. patch like an idiot <laughs> screenshot um <laughs> so simply human listeners will remember my crashing into a cactus story where i pinned my eyelids shut and there's a picture of after I got the first one out and I could kind of see. I thought I had poked my eye out. There's a picture of one of the things still in my eye. Well, that was just – the, the big ones are the easy ones like you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can see them, but it's the, the super thin ones. So from head to Ugh. ankle, I had I had those – the big ones were, were pinning my shorts to my body, right? But those were easy. Yeah, you it can was see the, me I mean, them out. Boink. A couple of days – of, oh, there's an, I feel another one right of that right, yeah. My almost ten. It's like touching. It's like touching fiberglass. Right. Uh, fiberglass uh, insulation with your bare hands. It just makes you itch. It's it's really bothersome, and you don't know where you're. Like God, I'm itching like right here, and I don't. I can't 
see where they are, yeah. So my almost 10-year-old daughter, Hope, um, has outgrown her little 20-inch mountain bike. She's been riding her mom's, my wife's. Same my per- wife? Same person. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the same height as your, as your Pretty mom. Pretty much. And so she's been riding Jen's bike. And so last Sunday, a week and a day ago, the Cowboys were playing on Monday night. Is playing is playing. They were, they were they weren't even playing. What's they were another involved verb? In a game they were involved in, in a contest. Absolutely, yeah. just so decimated. We had Sunday to just kind of hey, we the Cowboys don't play. What are we going to do? So I Dil, simply humans own Dylan and his wife, me, and then hey, oh, and a couple of the daughters including my 10-year-old daughter. She's on a bike that's just this much too big for her on a trail that she's done a lot of times. Oh, no. And, Rick, I'm proud to say that she survived a cactus face plant. Oh. So I'm going to show you. What's the matter with you people? I'm going to show you. This is her chin. Oh, that's nothing. No, well, no. that's, That's just the... That was just her face, okay? I don't know if you can be able to see this. Her hands. Yeah, if you hold it still, you idiot. Hold on. All those little spiny things you were talking about are just like covering both hands. Here's the other one. Here, here, like here's like a poor girl. Look at the little patches of them. Those are like that's like fifty of those little things in each of those little deals. I feel bad for her. I laughed at you. I laughed in your face when it happened to you, but I feel terrible for her. I had to cut her shirt off of her because it was like, it was, there were so many right in here and she couldn't take her shirt. So I got my knife and like cut her shirt off of her. Don't show me a picture of that. I'm not. She has a little thing that she wears. But, um, so we're like, we're like a mile and a half. It's a three mile beginner loop and we're like at the mile and a half point. So we're the farthest. farthest. (laughs) And, And she's freaking out right and i'm trying and i i'm i'm upset not because she crashed but because i don't want you don't want your kids to feel pain right so in that moment i'm just like oh no 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 you know and so i'm so uh i'm having to like like wheel both bikes down the trail while she's walking like this like can't like touch her arms or her fingers can't put together so she's doing like this there is this we have she has gloves and right before we left from the parking lot, she was like, Dad, these gloves are itchy. And I was like, listen, we're not going to get into a big thing about it. You know the risk if you don't wear the gloves. So if you don't want to wear the gloves, leave them here. She left the gloves. Ooh. And on the way back, I was like, Hope, what's what's worse, the itchy gloves or or what you got going on? And she was like, the itchy gloves. <laughs> <laughs> gloves are worse. No, like what I, I oh, meant, like what I meant, like what would you rather have? Would you rather have? Right, right, right. That's the how I pose and it. I thought so. you were going to say, "Hey, listen, we put on all of our protective equipment when we go and do an activity like this, and if you don't want to put on the gloves, then you go sit in the car and uh, I'll roll the windows up and <laughs> roll the windows up. <laughs> Come back in like two hours. The helmet is a non-negotiable, but the gloves, it's like you know whatever. And so now she's going to wear the gloves, but she made it. And so like on the way back, it's like. You're, now you're starting to kind of, as a parent, thinking, okay, you don't want your parents to, your parents, why do I keep doing that? Your kids to like be in pain, but at the same time, you know, that's how you develop a little bit of character, you know? It's like now she has this story that she like has, feels empowered by. She face planted a cactus and is, and is, and overcame it and is stronger because of it, you know? It's like, that's a, that's a very simply human concept, Rick. 
That's why I take cold showers. All right. Well, I guess I'll take my kids to the old cactus patch. You're like, you're like, oh, the, oh look, look, kids, look at this scenery moment. I'm like, oh, dad, you're the greatest for bringing us here. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> just push. <laughs> Face first in a cactus. Uh, you turn and just Rattle run snakes off. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Mark said it will build character, guys. And you're walking home <laughs> 10 miles. <laughs> anyway, but I got her like, you know, she sat like in her shorts and her and her little under sports bra thing. I don't know. And is sitting in the bathtub and I just got my like surgical grade tweezers and I'm just, I'm in for an hour just pulling all those little microscopic hair things out. That's uh, West Texas cactus. Enjoying that, huh? Blueberry. I got all my cowboys. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to wear be total nerd. Sure, throwing it all away after yesterday. Cowboys. I'm even wearing cowboys socks. Anyway, uh, I'm a fan to the end. Um, You're a part of the problem. You're enabling Jerry no, no. by giving him your money. Um, I uh, stole this. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I took it, and so did he's not out money. pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, let's get to our interview with Kirsten. She is really great. We talked to her about her background: sports missionaries, finding your identity, struggling. Ah, struggling. How fitting. Setting your tone for the day. The pandemic, of course. Book recommendations and being in nature. Here's Kirsten better um so we're gonna play a little game when he gets on but before that so we don't waste any time because we only have 30 minutes and i'm recording already so we will have already done an intro like and done like the longer like kind of the more formal introduction but we want we always like to kind of get the guest version of like the cliff's notes version of kind of how you got to where you are today sort of your background and all that so go what is your story how did you get to where you're what you're doing today so, um, you know, when I was six, almost seven years old, I lost my father pretty suddenly. And after the loss of my father, I became pretty um, observant. And I loved being able to see how people interact and communicate, how we move, we breathe, we connect. And so really, I tell people that from that point on, I started to unbeknownst to me, start to really focus on the human condition and how how we adapt, how we evolve. And through the course of my life, I mean, as with anyone, we have our personal struggles. So for me, you know, in college, it wasn't hard enough to deal with college, but I was also dealing with my sexuality. So identifying with my sexual orientation. And in that process, I thought that I was going to be a sports missionary. So I was going to travel the world and use sport as a way to connect with people. But I had such a hard time with being like, you know, we can help you. We can do all these great things, but you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We won't do it. And it felt very anti-Christian to me. <laughs> I don't think that's what Jesus did. Jesus like, I'll make bread and fish and wine, but only if Which you got to do this first. Exactly. Dangling like, the fish. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't remember the dangling right. fish. <laughs> Dangle <laughs> is not in the Bible. No, yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, and at the time I ended up getting diagnosed with cancer. So it, it transitioned my schooling instead of going to seminary. I, I needed to spend some time with God and figure out why 
I was experiencing this. And as a result, I started back at school. I got certified as a paramedic, worked as a neurodiagnostic technician, and dove deeply into the mind. I spent a lot of time studying psychology and working on research projects at hospitals and then realized that medicine was a little too reactive for me and I wanted to be more proactive. And so that brought me into the world of of fitness and yoga. And so now I try to think of myself like on the front lines, hopefully trying to bridge that gap before someone has to get to a physician or get to these points and, you know, help people navigate their, their personal stories, their struggles, because I believe that our stories become our habits, which become our life. And we, a lot of us wake up one day and say, how did I get here? And we have to examine those stories and those stories will change the way we move, breathe, think, act, and live. Yeah, so I love all that's that. That's how I got here. <laughs> yes. Um, where are you? Now, I know like you're probably in like a room in your house, but like where, what city are you in? Like where are you right now? Where are you from? So I am in Old Orchard Beach, Maine. So it's about 20 minutes south of Portland. <laughs> was that, wasn't that like the first city in America somewhere up in there? Like Old Orchard Beach. That was like, yeah. <laughs> It sounds like it, doesn't right, it? Right. I'm actually, so I'm originally from like Akron, Ohio. Yeah. So moved, moved here. Home um, of the Akron Zips. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah, those were my rivals though. Cause I went to Kent state and I Ooh. taught at Kent state university. That Kent state <laughs> is where there was a tight end that played basketball at Kent state. And he, oh gosh. Antonio Gates. Yeah. He's like the greatest, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Didn't yeah. even play college football. Yeah. So yeah, we, we would give people crap because it's like, you play on the football team in Kent State. You don't get drafted to the NFL, but you play basketball. Right, and you're like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, mm, not good. Although there is Julian Edelman for, right. for yep. the Patriot, right. which right. was the quarterback, and he was a horrible quarterback. So. Yeah, well, so they figured it out. Yeah, the NFL exactly. people know what they're talking about, I guess. So what? Okay, you mentioned sports missionary. What was your sport? What did you all sports or like? Was there? Did you have a specialty? Did you play at Kent State? Did you play something at Kent State? So I ran. I was a runner, um, and my father was a runner. So I think that endurance is in my DNA. Yep. Um, Literally. Yeah, literally, literally in my DNA. So, uh, but I played basketball and softball. I you know played tennis. I was always a pretty active child. So really in terms of sport, a lot of times within sports missionary, running is a pretty simple thing that's accessible for a lot of people. Um, Soccer is another one in there that's that's pretty easy and accessible. So those were the those were the two like soccer, running, Running. those kinds of things. And you do but you do running when you play soccer. So it kind of it's pretty it like kind of goes right together. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. we had like I remember in high school we had our t- our cross country T shirt was like our sport is your sports punishment right which is yeah true. like you screwed up you run you, have to run. you didn't do it you run yeah <laughs> so what are you doing running when you have to punish you have to like all right you're gonna go over there and play tennis for thirty minutes exactly like, oh, oh, like you're gonna have to run and hold an object so right. you have to run doing lacrosse field hockey soccer like that would be our right. our biggest worry well and you are from up north and you know not hockey in Texas to me is like you know beach volleyball. In in Canada. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I did watch some hockey. Uh, I will have to say, and I'm sure I'm going to talk about this with Rick at some point on like in, in, a, in an intro. Hockey players are not human. They're like figure skater, huge, massive figure skaters with the stick and they're kicking this thing around and they're doing all this stuff. And then the refs are like doing all these moves and jumping around 
like the tennis ref just sits in this chair. Right. And the hockey ref has to be like the best athlete on in America. And then, oh, you're that good. You can be a hockey ref in Canada. I, I, mean, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, I was an intramural sports supervisor in college. Oh. And I remember just like intramural, like hockey indoor, the amount of times that I got hit with pucks <laughs> and it's not good. It's like, and I just think my mother probably was like cringing, thinking about it for all the dental work that she put <laughs> into it. Like, right. And I wasn't even playing, right? Like I'm just trying to avoid it. So right. <laughs> it's impressive how they can turn on a dime, what force and oh. power they have. Right. I don't okay. think it's a sport that is appreciated enough, especially not in the U.S. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Here's Rick. He's going to want to join in on this conversation. Can you hear us? Are you there? He's like, no. Rick. <laughs> Rick. Richard. Richard. Can you hear us? Rick. <laughs> I think he's purposely ignoring you. Yeah, he hears me. He definitely hears me. Now, I, we heard you, Rick. We can hear you. We can hear you. There's Kirsten. She's I here. I can't hear any of you. <sighs> I know. Just give me a second here. We're talking about hockey. Hurry up. <laughs> I don't know what I've done here. Like, see, I, I have myself. my stuff. And it's just, I never I, touch it. I just I plug it computers. all. I just plug it all They're back so in awesome. and I never touch any of the buttons. Hang so on. we're going to play our fun game uh, <laughs> in just a second, um, which you won't think is all that fun. Let's see. Um, do you have any pets, Kirsten? I have two. I have a cat and a dog. Do they fight like cats and dogs? Uh, oh, I hear I hear a cat. Whose cat was that? <laughs> that was not my oh, cat. Oh, that was Rick's cat. <laughs> Um, Charlie is the cat and Charlie will go up to the, to Jesse, the dog act like she's going to like kiss her. And then she does like the quick, like, I believe those are called skibbity paps. (laughs) Skibbity paps is what those are called. Um, Rick, come on, Rick. You're wasting our time here. I guess I can go in and edit this out. And thank you for not cussing so far. Cause every time someone cusses, I have to go in and like edit it out and it adds a lot to the show. What's happening? You sound like you're on an airplane. I know. I was like, he's taking off. He's cleared for takeoff. <laughs> he's a pilot. Uh, we're lucky to have him. Um, okay. While he's trying to do that, let's continue this. Um, so you said a lot of stuff like in your background that's like, ooh, I want to ask about that. I want to ask about that. Um, but let's talk about like you talk about understanding your personal identity and kind of that idea of like you wake up one day and you're like, who am I? How did I get here? And how important that is. All and- right. I'm going to. Get off here and jump back in. Way second. to go, moron. Um, oh, I'm trusting this is not like an elaborate bruise where both of you are like just mouthing words over and over again to make me feel like I can't hear anything. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> we're very encouraging with each other. We've known each other since we were like 10 years old. So uh, it, <laughs> we're like we're like brothers here. Um, so I guess there's two questions here. Is like for someone like, you know, I'm almost 40. Someone in kind of my demographic that's going through that. It's a much different, like you, you kind of talked about, um, the reactive to proactive. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like somebody that's like doing okay. that now, you can hear us. Yes, I can hear okay, you. Well, can you hear me because you are technically challenged. You missed hockey talk. We were talking about hockey when you joined, but it, we're, we, we moved on. So, well, all right. Well, I guess just jumping, leaving the room and coming back. Fixed. Are you from, uh, are, Kirsten, are you from Canada? 
No, I live in Maine, though, so I'm, I'm pretty know. much. You're, that's Canada. Black Bears. The Black Bears <laughs> are a hockey power. Uh, Dallas Stars uh, goalie Ben Bishop was a Maine Black Bear. Okay. okay. Yeah. Our head coach uh, Jim Montgomery was a Maine Black Bear. Won a national championship there. Okay, Rick. Can you yes. name the? She went to Kent State. Can you name the basketball player from Kent? The most famous Kent State basketball player. Kent State. Yes. No, yeah. Ken State. It's the oh, it's Penn. a le, no okay. Ken no Ken K E N. It's a less less known college. It's Division three. Uh, it's like college. saying you're a Rhodes Scholar when you went to Rhodes College. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Kent uh, let's State. See, the famous Kent State. No, I don't know. Antonio Gates. The tight end. So he's more of a famous football right, player. Right, but he played basketball. Right, but he played he basketball. That's how he got. He he was drafted to the NFL after playing basketball. You know, I blame him because the Cowboys held on to this complete total spare named Rico Gathers, who played basketball at Baylor because they're like, oh, he can be the next Antonio Gates. And they like held him on the team for like five years. And the guy never did anything except one time the day before roster cuts. He got caught smoking a blunt in a public park and got arrested. And we we're like, well, I guess that's the end of the Rico Gathers experiment. No, no, no. They totally let him be on the team the whole year. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't see the field at all. But, uh, okay, so, okay. Sorry. We wasted lots of time <laughs> on Hockey Talk. Okay, so back, to, so back to my question. So there's that kind of that two-part. You're in kind of in my demographic or older and kind of mm-hmm. assessing who am I, how do I get here. But then also, like, for younger people, how can you just kind of, like, be proactive in kind of knowing those things? And, and do they kind of interact? It's kind of a weird question. Well, I mean, I think in... I think we have different identities at different points in our life. Mm, yes. I mean, we evolve as, as human beings, you know, we don't still eat baby food. I mean, maybe you do. Right. I'm a runner, so I, I'm not going to lie. I take baby food on hikes because it's easy. To right. <laughs> no judgment, but you banana know. <laughs> is the best banana baby food is the best. Sorry. But we, you know, so we evolve and there, there's going to be different layers of our identity. And I think that, we put a little too much pressure on ourselves to feel like I need to find the identity of who I am and that it's always going to stay the same as we change, as we grow, adapt. Um, But I do believe that like the essence of our being, like our core center, who we are is unchanging. And that's based, you know, in my book, Struggle Guru, I talk on a compass point And so finding that true self is based off of like our Southern point. So our true self is anchored to the Southern point, which is our belief system. Like what is your core belief system? What do you truly believe in your life? You don't have to have a spiritual practice, but we all have beliefs. Um, And then the Eastern practice is your education and your experiences. That might be formal education, community, people you surround yourself with your day to day. And that's going to directly tie to our West and our Western is our wisdom. Like we develop our wisdom and our thoughts and our process based off of our experience and our education. And all of these pieces are going to create that compass that are gonna start to kind of connect the dots a bit for us to see who we are. And if it's not who we want to be, then we can start evaluating what our experiences are, change our experiences, change our belief system, which is a very hard thing to do. (laughs) Take a look at the current climate that we're in. People don't want to change your belief system, but you can. And then look at your wisdom and start to alter that. And that will help with that identity and adjusting it to go forward. It's like scares me to think about, well, because you get people that are like, this is, this is me. This is who I am. I'm not, I'm unchanging. And I think about the different person I am from, even when we started this podcast seven years ago, 
the like yeah. and I'm like, man, what if I hadn't changed? So it's almost like being okay with like I think if more people would go, huh, you know what? I that's a that's a good point. I need to really reevaluate that instead of just getting so dug in yeah. on on like this is me, this is what I believe no matter what. And like that's where we're getting all this kind of uh I don't know. I I think like dug in and like trench warfare is kind of well, like And even it all then like you'll together. have somebody like who says that like uh you know, I hate to bring politics into it, but like several years ago Obama said he uh did not agree with with gay marriage and then he said he evolved on the position over time and he really took it in the shorts of course i mean flip flop of course but like oh he's a flip-flop and i'm like when have we when has it not been okay to say i I was wrong reevaluated and i have changed my position on this particular why is that a bad thing i don't know i mean exactly and and to that particular point i mean I can think of myself when I was much younger and I would use terms like that's so gay as a very negative thing. Right. Well, karma, I guess, hit me in the face since now I'm gay. So booyah. <laughs> like, I mean, I clearly evolved, but I was one of the people who was like, yeah, that's gay. It's so dumb. Um, I, there is something that, that's kind of in your bio that I want to talk about because it's something I'm very interested in as well. And it's the idea of uh, struggling, like the name of your book. Um, and like how we, and we talk, we've talked about this a lot over the last few years on the show, especially is that like our, our, my grandparents, great grandparents, great, great grandparents, you know, whatever, like they didn't need to look for ways to like be uncomfortable. Right. Like they just, they struggled, they wanted for stuff. And I feel like that was, that's character building, you know? And Mm -hmm. so nowadays I just feel like, especially with kids, I've got, Rick has small kids. I've got small kids all under sixth grade and, and like, they just, I'm trying to like figure out how do I get them to like want and struggle and be d- uncomfortable. Hmm. And, and so <laughs> what is, yeah, like what is your, you know, my kids are like, oh, <laughs> this phone isn't working, but neither, neither is my other phone. <laughs> like, you know, so how do we, what is your kind of stance on struggling as a, as a positive thing? And then, and then do you feel like it is important to like seek out, Especially in times when you're not like necessarily in, in in the in the stink, as they say, to seek out things like that. So when you do have something bad happens to you, you're kind of like seasoned for it or something. I think the first thing that needs to be addressed is, like you said, struggle isn't a bad thing. We deem it this awful thing, much like people think the worst thing that could happen to them is they could fail at something, right? Like you fail a test, your life is over, like as a child, like that's the first real thing, like fail at a sport and like a, and these are teaching moments. And for myself, I mean, as I've progressed through my life, I've certainly looked at struggles and thought, why me? But the question is like, how can I turn struggle from the enemy to my ally? And that's the point of the book is how can I flip the script on this and realize that by being in a partnership with struggle, that I'm going to develop a greater sense of self, a greater sense of direction. I'm able to breathe, move, act more freely because, you know, we like to talk about freedom, but freedom in another, uh, another word for freedom is called discipline. But people don't yeah, like that. Right, word. right, right. Discipline is monotonous and monotonous. Like monotony is this horrible thing and routine is awful, which is why in fitness, everybody is on this trend of it's got to be constantly varied. And I always have to do something new and always has to be fun. And something keeps coming up. It doesn't like stay with the structure right. of it and the routine and we can adapt. And I think that's one of the ways, you know, for, for children, adults alike 
in seeking out struggle, start with small things. Everybody thinks they have to take on like this huge challenge. And that small thing might be sitting down and doing your homework, like sitting there with (laughs) your homework and struggling. That That is a huge struggle sometimes. It's so There's a butterfly. Like, no, no, ignore the butterfly, the math, the math. You're almost done. Do that. (laughs) Exactly. Start there. I mean, or I mean, for especially within this generation, put your phone away for an hour. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. No. (laughs) Well, you won't be able to read it because you don't have your phone. So yeah, <laughs> unless people are gonna like get out their pen and paper and like I'm write my you a note down from the uh, I'm gonna get my typewriter down from the top shelf of the closet. I'm gonna... There was there was a meme that said like there's a challenge on TikTok for Generation Z to try and write their name without lifting the pen. It said, "Congratulations, Generation Z, you learned cursive." Right. <laughs> it's like I've seen the one where they show the kids like the old fashioned phone where like the and they don't know what it is dial phone and they look at it and they look like it is from an alien spaceship they like hold it upside down and they're trying to like where's the screen at on this my thir- right. my 13 year old niece what they were at some, like my, my brother and, and she were at like somebody's house or somewhere and my brother was like hey go call such and such so she comes back a few minutes later and he's like what what'd you, what'd you say and, and my niece was like oh the phone the phone's broken and my my brother's like what so yeah the phone's <laughs> not working so he went over there and like picked it up. It was fine. And he was like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, "Well, I I picked it up. It was making this weird like noise." <laughs> Think about that. We are so dial old, but I hear dial kids tones. Say this. Yeah, that makes me feel so yeah. incredibly. It's like, what's this dial? You know tone? what though? Kids worried about privacy today. Like, I need privacy with my phone. I'm like, really? Because I could only go as far as my cord would extend from the kitchen to the dining room. <laughs> right? Couldn't even I'm get in the, the door shut. Room like yeah. with the lights off. Like. Like trying to have a private conversation, yeah. and like someone's walking through. I'm like whispering, like, "Hang on, just let them, give me just a second here. We'll be gone." Yeah, we could do a whole show just on like. Then you could like pick up the phone in another room and like listen. Oh in man, to your my brothers. parents had this bit where like if you picked up another phone in the house, the phone in their bedroom would just go a very slight ding. So like you couldn't pick up the phone and make a phone call at like 11:30 after everybody was gone. To they bed would. It would make the noise. Yeah. I don't know what that was, but anyway. you also couldn't sneak on the internet because it was dial-up, and it would make that <laughs> <about it. laughs> sounded like a robot donkey. Okay, this is this leads us to our next game, which is the birthday game. Rick, would you explain? We hadn't played it yet. This is the game we're going to play, and we're going to this is going to answer a question too for me. So, <laughs> oh, now I can't hear you. What happened? He's I muted. muted my, I muted myself to take a drink. Uh, I don't know how we started doing this or why, but just go with it. Uh, Mark and I Could each be. get two guesses to your birthday, not including the year, just the month and day. Uh, don't give us no, no poker face, total poker face. We have to know it has to be a complete total guess and let the record reflect that I am the only Shut one up. who has ever done this uh, out of how many shows have we been doing this? This like is, this is episode probably. 240. We've probably been doing this 200 shows, and I got it one time. So Okay, so that you're first. Okay, uh, and Mark wants me to go first because it narrows the odds for him from one, one out of 365 to one out of 364, so I have to go first. So She's ready. Look at her poker face. She's like, May she's in the zone. 7th. No. Okay, Mark? June 29th. No. September 16th. No. I was looking, Mexican Independence Day, by the way. I was looking Dia for some. Pueblo. Oh, oh, 
Thank muy you. bien, muy bien, bueno. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm learning Spanish. Um, Very slowly. Shut up. Uh, muy despacio. July 8th. No. All right, okay, what, is what is it? August 4th. Oh, I knew it was <laughs> summer. I knew it was summer. I had you summer. No, it was summer. I did. I, both my guesses all. were summer. I you guessed get, June well, you, and July. You didn't know it was summer. You I had knew an idea. it was summer. I knew no, for okay. a fact. August 4th, so 8. Four. Yeah, I'm trying to do his like no cosmetology. No, I don't know. I don't know that. But what? How about this? What year? I want to know because you seem like you're in the same. What year did you graduate high school? Two thousand and two. Okay, so we're ninety nine, ninety eight. Like we're right all in the same. We're all we're all in the same boat. We're in the same boat here. Okay, okay, that was fun. We all watched Friends when it was first run. (laughs) Right. Um, okay, so you talk about um, <coughs> struggles and turning those into superpowers. I know we just kind of talked about that, but can you like, like go into a little bit more detail on like like turning struggles into not just like a positive, but like something that is going to like like make your life and the people's uh, around you life better? I said that weird. So, <laughs> you <yeah>. did. <laughs> It's going so well. This feels, you want to know about struggle? Here we are. Right. (laughs) We've renamed the podcast now, The Struggle Bus. Minute 24 of the Simply Human podcast. Okay. Um, So in the book, I discuss various types of struggle. So one of the ones, for example, the chapter is the white rabbit of struggle, which is dealing with Alice in Wonderland and time management and the construct of we get so focused on if I just manage my time, then I could be better at eating better, meal prepping, doing more workouts, spending time with kids, insert whatever your your priorities are. But really the struggle that exists there is that we think that we need to control things. So rather than seeing time management as this good thing, this particular chapter looks at it as what if it's really an issue with control that we have? Because I certainly have been told before, like fill out your planner and put out free space time so that you can have time in the event that something runs over that you could do something else. And what ends up happening is say, I have this beautiful podcast that I have this conversation and I've allotted a certain amount of time, but it bleeds over. Now I've exerted a certain amount of energy to be in this conversation that is going to take energy from somewhere else because energy science, right? cannot be created nor destroyed. So it's just transferred. So that's part of the reason for myself, I use morning routines for my fitness and my meditation because there's no one to disrupt me and I can set the tone for my day where when I was blocking it in the middle of the day, even if I had time because of all the other things pushing up on that time Mm. management, quote unquote, I felt drained and I wasn't as focused and capable of offering my best self into it. So saying taking struggle into a superpower is, is more of how do I take the, the biggest struggles in my life and start unpacking them so I could use them to my advantage. Right. God, it's so good. And, uh, I, I, uh, we do a little carpooling thing in the morning and I picked up my, I, the, we, the middle schoolers go in one car and then the elementary schools and there's a family down the street that we all kind of have kids the same age. And the middle school girl that is my, you know, down the street, she was like, ha- like crying in a bad way. She gets in the 
truck and i'm like asking my daughter I'm like what happened she's like well she just woke up like she didn't she overslept and it's like messed her whole day up so i like all the way to school i told the story rick of when i overslept and took my alarm clock as a senior in high school and walked outside <laughs> in my underwear and like threw my alarm clock down the street. And then like when I got to school, I started attacking the ducks that were at the pond and it was this whole thing. So she was laughing, you know, I got her to finally laugh, but it's like, that is so true. Like even at like when you're in sixth grade, if you don't like have that, if you don't, you said set the tone for your day. If you don't, if you don't set it, something else is going to set it for you. And it, and then now you're just at the mercy of of whatever has happened to you you know and so i love that that's a great point um how, let me ask you this and we're running up on time um how is how has the pandemic how has this whole year kind of changed has it changed the way that you approach things or uh, are were you just kind of prepared for all this craziness because you kind of have the way that you're you know you're, you kind of got your habits already set up um i mean i think i'd be a liar if I said that I had it all sorted out because I am human. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so. I just had my break glass in case of global pandemic <laughs> thing on the wall and I it finally came in handy. <laughs> but thank God. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's always, it's always a work in progress. Um, and there are things that I felt really prepared for, or felt really good with about myself um, in my profession, in my career, that this pandemic has flipped on its head even more so. So I'll give the example. Um, this year, people more than ever have fe- felt more empowered than ever. Pandemic, plus I do feel some political climate, to express a great deal of hate and threat of violence towards me as a gay yoga and fitness teacher. I mean, I... I can't even tell you how many emails, direct messages, um, physical people coming to places I'm teaching I've experienced and things I never thought because, you know, Maine is, is predominantly a pretty liberal accepting space. They chose prior to the Supreme court to actually allow for same sex marriage. So you would feel like this would be a quote safer area. Um, but it has not been. And that has, it shook me. It's shaken me a bit. Um, and being able to use my voice, but I am, I've always been an advocate. You know, my mother was a strong, independent, single mother after my father passed that has always said, you know, never had us back down from, from difficult situations. So I think that maybe has been the hardest part within this pandemic is I believe in the work that I do. I believe in the conversations that I have in this book, these teachings, but it gets a lot harder when there are people every day telling you that you're abomination and they hope you get COVID and die. So that definitely, that was not a chapter in my book, how to deal with people wishing, wishing your death. It's a long <laughs> chapter next, title It'll be the too. next edition. Right. right. The next yeah, edition that's, you can that's book number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I'm sorry that you've had to go through that. That's ridiculous. It's, and, and I, I don't want to sit here and bemoan the culture, but like the way the culture has backslid specifically over like the last three and three quarters years hmm. has been that now it's okay <laughs> to crawl out from underneath your rock and act like a complete a-hole. Mark, I didn't say the word, so you wouldn't have to bleep it. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. Thank you. But now it's 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 now it's okay to scream and yell in somebody's face, and uh, and it's I because of the example. We are definitely not <laughs> from that perspective. We are definitely not progressing in a in a in a proper direction. I'm really hoping like re- re- return of like what we call manners and decorum, decency <laughs> comes back to to society here fairly soon. That now it's but but now yeah we're in a pretty ridiculous place so. That sucks. Okay, so 
uh, there's one question that we asked at the very end, but before that, I don't do this with everyone, Rick. You'll know that I don't do this, but I'm going to ask you if you had to like recommend like two or three books to someone. Mm. What are your like two or three books? I know this is a hard. This is a hard one. Mm. Uh, that is a very like. Hold on, let right. me let me go to my right, list. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's right. like in your it just. It's what. <laughs> it's hard because first of all I have this conversation with many friends most of the books that I read people don't want to read because (laughs) most of the books that I read are are on like psychology and science Um, they're like they're a lot less exciting I think than most people they're not like your page turners you're going to read on the beach or anything like that yeah I do probably things like this I mean no one wants to read Jonathan but this is just me I'm just a nerd I'm super smart (laughs) look at me everyone look at my book that I own it's got pages (laughs) and everything I don't have any books here (laughs) no I don't have a single book in this house yeah right you you really want to get into some deep diving into some of the books that i've read think of something like jared diamonds guns germs and steel which is about a thousand pages and that book equates everything that we've experienced in life comes back to like this power struggle so again those aren't you know like then you have like michelle obama's becoming right like so here's here's a an example of of reading them um yeah i don't i i can't you just named like, two, and I just said two to three. So I think you, you answered right, the question. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, sure. Meanwhile, people are like, this woman has the worst, worst choices in books ever. <laughs> no, that's Three good. Games and the Giant Peach. That's a good one. Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah, it's a good. fan favorite. <laughs> well, when Mark asked me what I recommend reading, I said the Denny's placemat with the, the maze. On the, <laughs> no, Rick said books are, of, books are for it, prisoners is his line. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I'll read if I ever go to jail. Yeah, I'll read some books if I go to prison. Which is funny. concentrate on knocking out my reading list. Here. Whatever. You read. I will say, okay, so I will say Untamed. Yes. Glenn, Glenn yes. Book. That's in our house. Uh, my wife just read it. Yeah. Um, so that's a great one, Rick, if you haven't read that one. Um, okay. So kbwaters.com, Instagram at kbeverlywaters, Twitter. I'm going to put all that in the show notes. The Struggle Guru, the, that link is going to be in the show notes. That's the <coughs> book. Um, so there's where uh, you can find Kirsten. And so what is something you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? As our final um, question. I'm ambushing I think, you again. I think what I enjoy most most about life is definitely being in nature like nature always brings me peace it's beautiful it's also very very true to understanding ourselves so that's something that brings me a great deal of joy just spending time in nature and there's good nature up 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 there in maine has some good nature yes mountains ocean i'm only two miles from the ocean 45 Uh, minutes from the mountains so it's wow I can't complain. That's crazy. <laughs> See, Texas is so flat that if you if it's a very clear day and you squint very hard across the horizon, you can see your own. <laughs> Rick, you did so good right up there to the very end. Listen, that word is in the Bible, Mark. You don't have to believe. We out talked that about the Bible before you came on, didn't we? <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that was. I'd love to have been a part of that conversation. We used the word dangle in that conversation as well. So you're just gonna have to go back and. Uh, 
I'll have to listen. Yeah, see that. So, see your <laughs> own. Okay. Here's, and this has been awesome. Thank you for being right on time. We have a couple of shows that I need to get to. Uh, no. I wasn't saying that you weren't on time. I was okay, just, yeah. Was, that's a, you know, that's yeah. a tacit swipe yeah. at me for not being on time. She Don't was worry, very was prompt. because I was investing in the lives of at-risk youth in my community. That's why I was late. Humble, so. humble brag. Like, humble <laughs> brag. Uh, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, when this goes up, I will uh, email or... Um, yeah, I'll email the, the, the agent who like connected us and then we'll get yeah. to all this stuff. There'll be a video version and an audio version. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. They can really see the joy. <laughs> right. I'll, yeah. They can see your poker face. Exactly. Which is so intense. Very true. Yeah. They can awesome. see Mark always using his hands like he's chopping karate pieces of wood. Well, I, I am a blue belt, so I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. wanna, listen, I don't want to get blue belt yeah. over here, guys. So. Awesome. All right, Kirsten, this has been fun. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Have a good evening. Right, you Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. That was Kirsten. She was great. Next week, we've already recorded it. We just need to do the intro. We have Petia Kolobova from Czechoslovakia, hmm. uh, uh, what is now the Czech Republic. Uh, and she is just great. We had such a good time with Petia. Well, um, you had. You did. I didn't because I... Oh, that's right. Got detained at work, and I couldn't get back in time to be on the interview. Yeah. And then tonight, so. we interviewed Brittany Baker, who has a gluten-free ba- online bakery, which is really cool. And so we've got, we got, we got them lined up uh, for a while here. So, Indeed. So listen to us. Um, should I? Well, yeah. Listen to us. Watch us. Do all the things. We love you, Simply Humans. We like and it better, I think, if you watch us. Do we? Know, I think people like watching this. We need to have okay. another. We need to have like Chris or somebody on and do like a ten-minute, uh, oh, yeah. just getting to know our listener talk and all that. So, anyway, yes. all right. Well, Rick, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Sony Human Podcast. And remember, yeah. right? It's in that moment. I'm just like, oh no, 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 no. So until next time, enjoy. Idiot. <laughs>